Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 114th session of Guru Bodha. We have with us, I partly welcome all of the students to the session. We have with us Dr. M.B. Guraja sir. On behalf of us, all of our students, I cordially welcome Dr. Guraja sir to the session. Good evening and Namaste sir. Namaste, Namaste to everyone. Namaste. I also cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram sir to this session. Good evening and Namaste sir. Good evening and Namaste Dr. Hebar. Good evening and Namaste to Guruja sir and uh, our Easy Ayurveda family. Namaste. This session is brought to you by easyayurveda.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. Uh, Dr. Guruja sir runs Dharap and Pentacare Center in Shumoga. To consult him, please visit easyayurveda.com slash gururaja. He has treated various cases and has been generous uh, and kind enough to share those cases and their treatment protocols with us. Some of the, some of them I can see in picture. Dr. Raghuram sir is chief content officer of easyarvada.com and has written many of our books. So uh, coming to the topic of the day, the uh, first one has to be uh, about uh, God Sri Ram. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, the Grand Temple of uh, uh, God Sri Ram will be unveiled along with the Prana Pratishtapana of Ram. And uh, one of the interesting things that I came across uh, with with regards to God Sri Ram was that he he went against. Ravana, who was the king of Sri Lanka, and Ravana was bigger in his stature in terms of like physical body, and he was having like ten lives, meaning ten times if you cut his throat, I mean cut his head, he will again regrow. And and at the time, Lanka was very rich, probably richer than the Bharat ruled by God Sri Ram. Even in terms of bhakti, also it's told Ravan was comparably superior. This is little debatable, but uh, still, the Ravana had got many, many of his blessings from uh, Lord uh, God Shiva himself. Uh, he even managed to uh, win uh, Atma Linga from God Shiva. So, only thing in which Sri Rama was better when compared to. Ravana was his character. God Sri Ram is considered as epitome of character, epitome of following the rules, epitome of respecting elders, epitome of loving uh, not only the people around, even the animals, this, starting from a squirrel to uh, eagle, everyone was uh, in love with uh, Lord Sri Ram. Probably one lesson that we can learn. Uh, all of us is to have a very strong character and probably only thing that we need to teach our children in this in this uh, time and age when they are exposed to you know, mobile phone a lot of people a lot of students a uh, lot of children are getting addicted to smartphone and all and there are uh, many different ways to learn new things and new sciences yeah, um, starting from Ayurveda to modern medical science, every science is rapidly developing. Amidst all these 
new things coming up one thing that one important thing which our children have will change the whole equation is our is inculcating holistic character guru as a place definitely uh, character is one of the important thing which we need to develop in such a manner that we should be good to entire society not only to ourselves so when someone of that nature brings in such positive energy and vibes all around him definitely if everyone start following such type of dharma automatically the world will become a beautiful place to live in there be no question of any quarrel or conquering anybody or anything that but after saying said that it is the balance of good and bad which makes things to run if there is no bad then good also will lose its value sometime in the later so we need to have a little bit of bad things to just to show that this is bad and what is the good one so this one has to be followed at least to establish the fact that good is good there should be something like a bad that what is the same thing which is explained even in ramayana in the form of characters and how important character is even though ravana is having all the qualities even wealth and everything comparably richer than the lord rama but still in the character everything was in a reverse direction rama was so superior in his character that's why most positive vibrations and positive things happen with supporting rama lord rama so that's what the, that was the intention of narration of these ramayana and all those things that how one has to live in this world so that's a very important one we need to have that in our practices that how we need to live and how we need to love the environment the other creatures of god creation how we should be supporting one another how these things to be maintained this is a very important one and of course just by simply uh, showing love or affection doesn't mean anything there are so many other things that is called as a patha of dharma that one has to travel through that then only the things will be of good one to the nature as well as to the entire world and humankind uh, thank you very much sir uh, ragaram sir your input absolutely i think uh, this is a good kick start to this episode i feel uh, uh, dr hebar uh, see rama is not uh, shri ram or bhagwan shri ram is not just a character it's an emotion as well and uh, it's a lifestyle shri rama the word itself is a lifestyle so the story of uh, shri ram teaches us a lot of things uh, one may think why we need to discuss this particular topic in an ayurveda platform like guru bodha so here uh, having gurus like guruvaja sir and uh, many other gurus uh we myself and uh, hebbers are also being in the teaching profession off and online uh here this is 
itself guru bodha like shri rama itself is a guru bodha he is a guru though krishnam vande jagat guru we call it as jagat guru is krishna we have a lot of uh, uh, thought processes and also a lot of lessons to learn from the bhagavad gita so my mother used to tell uh, when she was recently i was discussing with my uh, mother about certain things uh, with this process of uh, ram janmabhoomi uh, temple uh, uh, ramlalla temple in the construction process so she used to tell when i was a kid so my grandma and other uh, elders in the family they used to read ramayana and teaches ramayana <laughs> sorry but mahabharata was kept away mahabharata was kept away they even restricted their children to uh, from reading uh, mahabharata and the uh, chapters of mahabharata so my mother told that i used to get tempted to read mahabharata why see generally when we put breaks and when we don't tell kids why not and why you need to read and follow certain things there will be suspicion in the mind uh, that suspicion will go to like inventions and discoveries want to do certain things which are prohibited and inhibited she said we were desperate to know why we should not read mahabharata and we were not told that and later as i grew up i learned that uh, mahabharata though these are great epics in uh, uh, the bharat culture so one side is ramayana and another side is uh, mahabharata so the part of mahabharata being uh, shrimad bhagavad gita where uh, in his lessons to arjuna lord krishna gives so many lessons that is not only just a conversation between lord krishna and uh, arjuna but it every line is uh, a chapter for us to inculcate in our that is sadvrutta that is sadachara that is dinacharya that is rutucharya that is mode of living so this see ayurveda may be a written culture of medicine but when we speak about ramayana and mahabharata they they are uh, the lifestyles of uh, two great uh, iconic figures figurines whom we worship ramayana and mahabharata are no longer called as mythologies so we call them as histories because lot of work has been done even by the westerners uh, and we know that uh, shri ram lived on the same earth in which we live now and uh, lord krishna also lived on the same earth in which we live now uh, amish tripathi in his uh, wonderful novels he writes every time uh, mahadev is born so it is not one mahadev or one uh, shiva we know there are so many times just like uh, lord krishna tells no yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati so whenever there is uh, uh, guruja sir was also speaking about dharma so when this adharma dharma goes out of the way even our master charaka writes uh, about dharma uh, in uh, janapadodvamsa adhyaya he tells all these calamities natural calamities come into the question maybe an earthquake or a tsunami or whatever it happens with respect to earth wind water fire ether the imbalances is due to adharma the evil mind of the man to encroach what is not his or what is not hers so this territory expansion itself so in terms of uh, speech deeds and everything we try to dominate and uh, we cross the barriers of dharma when that happens when goodness so ayurveda also speaks about dharma one of the mula of purushartha is dharma artha kama moksha 
all these guruji sir made a uh, very good statement uh, uh, wherein he used the word balance so here ram uh, lord ram was all about the balance of dharma artha kama moksha his life itself takes why uh, i'll come back to the point why my mother said we should not be touching on mahabharata it is not like a prohibition so probably the young minds will be deviated so that's what they so though there is lord krishna again dharma versus adharma both ramayana and mahabharata depict dharma versus adharma whenever there is adharma the uh, divine itself manifests in uh, in the form of uh, certain entities who fight for dharma and abolish adharma only to establish balance and peace as our guruji sir said so that is the basic motive here also we uh, just see the rama versus uh, ravana as uh, hebar sir rightly documented here so being a, a bigger force and enormous force ravana has to succumb in the battle between uh, sri rama and uh, ravana so just because he was born with a purpose number 1 number 2 he lived as a human being it's not that he did not know about his divinity he knew about his divinity but he preferred living like a common man while ravana he being a common man he preferred divinity so he tried to become god as hebar sir said he had even accessibility to go to mahadev lord shiva and question him why me why you are doing this to me so he had the challenge to uh, he had the guts to challenge all the three worlds so that was ravana so the behaviors differed and ultimately the character of the charitra or the charita so what uh, uh, hebar sir said it came into the question there shri rama wins as a character wins definitely wins as a character so the point at the time when he was born as rama and when we go through the ramayana the big enormous story nowadays uh, in technological era so as we discussed just now when uh, kids are going out of reach of the parents and uh, here we had rama who went for uh, vanavasa like exile just on one uh, verdict of his father he did not even judge his father whether it was true or false or whether he is right or wrong no pitruvakya so just he followed so he knew there was there was a motive a bigger motive it was not all about the throne of ayodhya so it, there was a bigger motive to go into the jungle with his wife with his brother and there was adharma coming against him to fight even he was very humble even before uh, uh, the war of lanka took place rama sri rama is so much of divinity that uh, ravana himself being a biggest uh, bhakta of uh, lord shiva came to uh, came to sri rama before the battle to conduct the puja of lord shiva it was ravana ravana we call him as ravana brahma so because he had enormous power he was really scientific person so he was extraordinary he believed that i am super extraordinary so in a moment he comes and he does the shiva puja for uh, shri ram so we have those references also and he goes back and he battles uh, with uh, rama so probably at, in some corner of mind there were so many uh, including vibhishana his own wife mandodri there were many inhibitions to uh, ravana also he knew that it was adharma only thing is he was not ready to accept we all are have that particular trait of ravana in us we know sometimes we are doing wrong 
but we are not at all ready to accept. That is the egoism. That is where we go and do some mistakes in consciousness. Pragnaparada. So Ravana did Pragnaparada by taking uh, Lady Sita, Sita Mata. So that was one mistake he did. His character was also, his, the story of Ravana also has so many flawless things. As Hebbarsar said, he was the greatest bhakta of uh, Lord Shiva. But he did some mistakes knowingly. He knew he was wrong, but he wanted to demonstrate his power and uh, superpower. That is why he did. He could not control that Rajasika and Tamasika Bhavas. Again, we are speaking about Ayurveda, Rajasika, Tamasika Bhava. Well, Sri Ram never went against his Sattvika principles. Here is a battle between Sattvika and Rajasika and Tamasika Bhavas. Here is a battle between having the Pragna and against the Pragna Parada. Here is a battle between Dharma and Adharma. Where don't we have Ayurveda in the life and structure of Sri Rama's character and uh, the Ramayana? the epic just if you read a story it's a story otherwise it has beautiful modalities of life to provide to us how to live it is the lifestyle the life of Sri Ram was lifestyle and before uh, uh, cutting it short so by uh, mentioning about uh, Lord Krishna so after such a contribution in Bhagavad Gita uh, as my mother used to tell because there was so much of deception, so much of quarrel, so much of adharma happening in uh, Mahabharata enormously. Even before uh, uh, Lord Krishna came into the picture. That is why in traditional families, reading Mahabharata was prohibited or inhibited. Because of so much of adharma in the backdrop, even before... See, Lord Krishna came at the last moment, so until then he waited to... Uh, even he uh, tried to prevent the great battle of Kurukshetra. And again, there we can see the Duryodhana, in spite of having the option of selecting Lord Krishna, he selected the big army of Lord Krishna. So there, Yudhishthira won. The Dharmaraya, that is why he called him. He made it right, like uh, uh, he had sent his representative, Arjuna, there. So that was, Arjuna also did not know what to ask for. So there, the Pandavas asked for Lord Krishna. There itself, they won because they had, they were just five members and a small army. And uh, Lord Krishna was, Dharma was standing with them. And opposite, there were crores of people that was Adharma. So every uh, bit and parcel of uh, this uh, Ramana and Mahabharata teaches us a lot. Uh, so without uh, uh, taking much time. So I would tell that uh, this is definitely an emotional moment uh, tomorrow's. Uh, uh, event for every, not only uh, every Bharatiya, every uh, human being of every soul of Bharat, but enormously everywhere in the world. Recently, a famous author, Ashwin Sanghi, was speaking about uh, so many versions of Ramayana and so many versions of uh, uh, Lord uh, Sri Ram being celebrated in every corner of the world. It's not because he is Sri Ram, because he is such a character, flawless character. Everybody wants to be that. Even personally, before concluding, I too uh, would wish, uh, if you, if given a chance, what would you be? It's very difficult so, to choose to be Sri Ram. So, but uh, in deeper consciousness, uh, with emotion, so the thought is always there. So if we happen to get another Janma, 
or another birth so we would have done so many mistakes in this birth but uh, if we get a uh, opportunity to go back in the timeline and correct ourselves i would definitely like to inculcate into my life each and every chapter and also the message and the thought process of the life of shri ram so jai shri ram over to you hebar uh, sir uh, th thank you program uh, sir and uh, in the uh, yeah uh, there is uh, a question on uh, like uh, what differentiates between a, a an enlightened uh, what is the one characteristic feature of an enlightened person like what differentiates an enlightened person versus a person who is just a, a common man who doesn't who's not spiritually oriented or anything so in that it is so i mean it, there can be many i mean were, you know because this enlightenment is not equal to well read i mean we, we can read like 100 books but we, we still need not have that knowledge or we might not have understood that inculcated and incorporated the knowledge in those books like understanding something is one thing and uh, like practically living with those principles is another thing so that's where it is told that the person who is really enlightened is a person i mean there there could be many factors or many features one of the features is that an enlightened person will never be astonished by anything he accepts any new situation how howsoever drastic it may be either positive or negative without any flinch so well, this is also we see in the uh, life of uh, in the life of uh, sri ram also so uh, it is uh, called as samachittata probably one of the difficult the uh, difficult mindset to achieve but if you achieve this there is nothing else to achieve uh god sri ram never flinched about anything in his life how did uh, and not this uh, sri ram was directed to fight bad people at the tender age of 12 he he gladly accepted the challenge and went and fought again to protect the protect the monks and the sages who were doing yagna homa etc Sri Ram was sent for Vanavasa to the forest for absolutely no reasonable reason or where he was directly involved. He was a he was just a uh, child of destiny, but he accepted it without any flinch. He soon soon after he heard the direction from uh, his father. He just was ready to go. So he has to fight the mighty Ravan. He gathers an army of monkeys to fight. So he never flinched. So that kind of samachittata is probably. or uh, one of the things that we need to inculcate and that comes with a lot of uh, uh practice and another uh, another thing that i have uh known or learned from lord sri ram was that this is this famous even in ayurveda also it is mentioned many times that there's a famous quote saying that freedom should be well nourished 
well protected. So this, this is told in the context of a country that if it, you know if you have a country and you know we have a lot of privileges if we are doing well it is not enough the freedom that we enjoy the privileges as a nation uh, that we enjoy always need to be protected nourished and uh, you know from time to time we need to do self analysis whether the country is going uh, in the right direction or not so sim similarly uh, even to our mind to our mind also we have to constantly watch it we cannot let loose the grip on our mind we uh, you know whether our uh, is the mind thinking correctly is uh, are we positive is the mind focused all the time and uh, are there this anger lust kama krodha loba moha that we say lust jealousy etc are creeping up in our minds so all these things should be like analyzed every moment how our mind is behaving how our body is behaving what is the character or what is the quality of our speech so this needs to be analyzed and we should always be very conscious about what we speak what we think and what what we do so probably this whole of this ramana is about uh, it and another interesting quote which is probably will wrap this topic and move to the next one is that pragnaparada is very well explained uh, it, it knowingly doing the wrong thing one of the famous quotes uh, of pragnaparada is from mahabharata itself it says janami dharmam nachame pravrutihi janami adharmam nachame nivrutihi this is uh, from the uh, duryodhana who says like this that i know the i know what is right right thing to do i will not do that and i know what is not right thing to do and i will do that so probably this is what we need to avoid so you know from ayurveda to the uh, to all uh, aspects of these great epics and our history with ramayana and mahabharata there are so many things to learn ragram sir please uh, so you mentioned right uh, rightly about enlightened person how to differentiate uh, between the enlightened and non enlightened and you use the right word samachittata and also uh, very good words written by you there i would like to highlight one more thing uh, dr hebbar here is uh, 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 in achara rasayana Achara Rasayana, the word Pranati has been given. We have discussed in one of our uh, Guru Bodha sessions itself, which means Loka Vandyata. So here, uh, the enlightened personalities uh, will be will be praised and also will be worshipped. Uh, suddenly, uh, uh, some unknown person can come and fall at the feet of uh, uh, that particular person or do a Namaskaram. So without knowing who that person is, only because 
the person is enlightened maybe the person who is enlightened himself or herself don't know that so here also many instances we see wherever lord ram went uh, so people already so many people knew that the uh, lord ram is going to come so here uh, even when uh, sage vishwamitra takes him to uh, so different tasks to uh, like uh, kill the asuras there was a purpose there so uh, there also we see ahalya vimochana so also he gives uh, uh, like ahalya uh, so mother ahalya who was converted into a stone so he gives the moksha there he meets shabari on the way and uh, eats the half bitten uh, fruit which is given by her shows the simplicity and everywhere people were so he was destined to go in that path from ayodhya to lanka was the journey which was pre designed already so probably uh lord ram also knew that but he did not tell that i knew the path he knew exactly where he is going and where how this format is going to finish but he he preferred to be a simpleton so he preferred to be a simple man and he uh like he garnered the lokavandita the pranati so people worshiped him people fell at his feet people got emotional wherever he went because uh people were also anticipating something goodness is coming in our way so when there is uh, the uh, root of adharma something will be waiting somebody will come so there is a bigger cause somebody is going to come and protect us the dharma uh, will be established so all these things we can know and uh, last but not the least uh, so as i said uh, before going to the war with uh, uh, like uh, ravana so he worshiped lord shiva there so he that shows that so he thoroughly believed that uh, there is some super divine power than me and i am a simple human being so this uh, acharya rasayana so probably what we read in acharya rasayana the in its entirety is the lifestyle and uh, the way uh, shri ram lived so that's how we are getting so many references from ayurveda also uh, so where we can learn so where we can try to blend and sync the principles given in ayurveda uh, along with the principles given in ramayana or the life history of uh, shri ram over to you abhi sir yeah uh- i mean before ragaranth told about this pranati uh, with the meaning of lokavandita i never had imagined that the benefits of rasayana is uh, you know not only related to mind uh, or related to body it support the whole persona and character and, and and there is an important question maybe you know it's a right time to take it the question is sir mentioned about rajasik and tamasik gunas simple put they are rajas and tamas so when tri dosha are balanced uh it inculcates sattvic guna or really is it so and which doshas imbalance contribute to tamasic and rajasic guna so basically the person is asking the relationship between the physical doshas and the rajas and tamas is it possible that one person has all three gunas rasik tamas rasik tamasik and sattvic or all three gunas at the same time uh, there are some uh, misconceptions in this question or framing of this question so let let me break it down break it down to the uh, simpler uh, simpler version first is that so Guru, I think there is a mistake here. Question that, like, how 
in a balance of vata pitta and kapha equals health as i mean that sattva rajas tamas balance equals uh more of sattva and because sattva is never a is not considered as dosha only the rajas and tamas are ஜெனரலி Sattva guna, if it is increases in a person, he does not cause any bad thing to anybody or he won't, um, it won't, it won't cause any disease to him. But when a person is having increased rajas or tamas, then there is a possibility that he may cause troubles or he may become totally divided from the total society. So these two things are when comparedly capable of producing a more ne- ne- severe nature of condition that's why rajas and tamas are treated as manasika doshas whereas sattva is considered as a manasika guna but generally these three are gunas and of course they are even though they are connected to vata pitta and kapha but as well as they are also not connected they also behave independently with the influence of our behavior as well as the food intake the, the way we live so it is directly it may not be directly uh, we can conclude that if a person having a balance of vata pitta kapha will also have a balance of uh, rajas and tamas and all those things but it is a generalized notion that if a person is said to be of um, what do you call swastha then shadarika doshas are also in balance as well as manasika doshas are also in balance so that is expected out of that but generally many times it so happens that out of these three doshas some or the other will be slightly dominant over the other ones and hence the person will have we call it as dwandvaja prakrutis the person is vata pitta jain nature or kapha pitta jain nature or kapha vata jain nature something like that so it is basically on the predominance of any one or two of the doshas similarly a person who is having full of sattvika guna in him definitely will be a guru or definitely he will be a yati that is um, uh, sage like or something like that person who is uh, teaching the people of the society that how you one has to live and what is dharma what is adharma maybe such type of things are trying to bring in the knowledge what is the real knowledge these things can be explained by a person who is having more sattva in him the person one who is uh, having a more rajasika gunas will try to use his bodily strength to win over the situation he may fight try to protect where it is necessary the person who is dominant with tamasika gunas will be divided of this world he will be in his own world something like one who is having an attraction towards the addictions and he will be doing some weed or something like that so he will be in his own world So certain something like that, even sometimes they also may cause damage to the society as well as to personal life as well as to family health. 
So all these things are interconnected, but we cannot simply say that if Sharika doshas are in a balanced state, even the Manasik doshas will also be in a balanced state. But if it is achieved, then only we can say it is totally swastha purusha. But such a totally swastha purushas are usually, it is a state of mind as well as body, but it is it is a fluid in nature, which is always bombarded by some external forces like Ahara, our thought process, the atmosphere, sun, everything. We try to influence on that and try to make it a disequilibrium, not just to uh, bring in a disturbance in the balance. So this will be a continuous process of maintaining that balance and that will be done by our activities, our way of thoughts, the what we eat and so many things. Therein, that Tirtu Charya, Dhinacharya, Sadvritta, all these things, Achar Rasayana, all these things come into play. So it doesn't mean that if somebody is having um, balance of Vatapitta Kapha, we'll also have a balance of Manasika Doshas. So it means a continuous process. Of course, to bring in the Charitika Doshas uh, into equilibrium, we require a good Achar Rasayana, good uh, Sadvritta, Dhinacharya, Ritucharya and so many things. But when it comes to bringing in the uh, balance of the Manasika Doshas, it is more towards the Dharma, Acharya, or Sadvritta, or Achar Rasayana and such type of things. Uh, one important thing from Gurasar's uh, uh, explanation is that mere balance of Vata, Pitta and Kapha might not automatically mean that Rajas and Tamas are also in balance. Like one can be in the perfect pink of his health, his Agni is good, his, uh, uh, you know, the Sotas is clear of all the Amas, blockage, etc. But he may be motivated to like uh, kill someone or, you know, he, he may be a murderer. So Rajas and Tamas also needs to be controlled and balanced. Uh, and another uh, thing is, I mean, from Guru Rajasar's uh, explanation that I not noticed is, is that to keep the physical doshas in the balance, what we have to do? We have to continuously watch our food, what we're eating, what uh, and uh, you know what activities that we are conducting so a balance should be there uh, always having a a conscious a filter on our food and activities probably will uh, help us to balance all the vata pitta and kapha so similarly to keep the rajas and tamas in control we have to be always watchful of our mind watchful of our body and speech whether we are thinking in the right direction so it is like a continuous watch that should we keep that we should be keeping to keep the rajas and tamas under check so always self-correcting self-adopting uh, so on and so forth of course this uh, this is the way to control the rajas and tamas and also ways to improve sattva will automatically control the rajas and tamas also by reading uh, you know holistic books uh, you know or positive positive books and it uh, and you know conducting sadhruta always uh, doing a, a healthy conduct respecting elders respecting god respecting cows many different things are told in uh, ayurveda for that acharya rasayana is what aragaram sir has told uh, doing that and uh, and having a company of uh, uh, company of learned people and who are sattvic in nature, 
having a good company of positive people and uh, you know reading religious scriptures to meditation to many different things even pilgrimage all these are explained as ways to improve sattva and to keep rajasan tamas uh raghuram sir please uh right sir so guruja sir went into the depth of uh, like uh, decoding this particular phenomenon and you also added wonderful points that's one point where i wanted to add is uh, uh so ways to improve sattva so like uh, to a deficit of rajas and tamas is the improvement of uh, sattva it doesn't come like just like that we need to put lot of efforts uh, going into this particular concepts when we see uh, sattva raja and tama are considered as trigunas they are considered as trigunas uh, they are basically uh, the engineering elements which are uh, required for the construction or the descent of the creation itself uh, all these trigunas are uh, involved in uh, the construction of uh, the universe itself so that we can uh, see and here the beautiful thing to see is uh, while vata pitta and kapha all three are mentioned as doshas sattva we don't mention as dosha rajas and tamas are the only two doshas the two doshas like uh, a very serene and good character with two notorious persons so like this is a unique combination here in vata pitta and kapha it's not like that everything is a dosha they tend to damage it's not like they damage because they are also making our physical constitution or the personalities uh, they don't damage until we uh, give them the intention and the motive to damage us through our ahara vihara etc so here it is very interesting to see that sattva is not a dosha and sattva is used as a synonym of manas or the mind here also it uh, speaks about uh, one word which hebbers are used mindfulness so being sattvika is being mindfulness so like uh, doing everything with the presence of mind very importantly see there may be two people who read smoking is injurious to health on a pack of cigarette uh one person may smoke and another person might not so why is there is the difference between two friends so because the person has read and he is following that so that his mind has trained him if it is dangerous smoking is injurious to health it has been written on the packet so it's very clear i also know so i have seen so many people so time and again i have proofs evidences of people who have destroyed their lives through smoking that is why i have all reasons not to smoke the other person okay written is written people are gone is gone so i enjoy it is my pleasurable uh, component so i smoke so these are the two different personalities which differs from sattvika and tamasika and rajasika gunas while telling uh, that the question was itself uh, so good like uh, whether physical and mental doshas are uh, related or not guruja sir gave a beautiful clarification samadosha samagnishta samadhatu malakriya prasanna atma indriya manaha swasthaitya vidiyate in the definition of swastha a comprehensive well being or a health itself uh, both are mentioned samadosha samagnishta samadhatu malakriya then prasanna atma indriya manaha so prasannatva the sereneness the balance of atma indriya and manas itself a state of mental well being that is a state where the person has achieved the sattvika nature the second line of the definition of health is totally sattvika and having said that sattvika person should also satisfy the first line that is samadosha samagnishta samadhatu malakriya everything should be satisfied or we can put it this way 
in a person in whom there is a prasanna atma indriya mana who has gained control over the atma indriya and mana the dosha dhatu mala everything will be in a state of balance automatically so hence that person will uh, define a comprehensive well being so we can put it that way as well and uh, when we see that sattva is used as a synonym of mind so mind state mind well being so this is very important so obviously there are three different uh, entities which we need to see so ayurveda has given a detailed explanation of uh, how to control the manasika doshas how to get rid of the mental disorders and what is the mind treatment among that dhi dhairya atmadi vignanam are the three important uh, components of the treatment of mind which ayurveda has mentioned dhi dhairya atmadi vignanam so in which the counseling and uh, uh, the psycho uh like a psychological training psycho behavior everything comes like psychological behavior the training the mind so lot of things come here so when we see dhi dhairya atmadi vignana training the intellect training the person to be conscious and courageous to take decision decision making capacity and atmadi vignanam to know the importance of self here the self is the atma so it is the internal exploration of the person to know himself what is good what is wrong not that what we write in the diary the diary should be written of the day to day activities in our deep consciousness we should try to follow that every day what wrongs i have done today so tomorrow where i shall amend them i shall correct them this is about being human and being a better human the next day not doing the same mistakes if we are doing the same mistakes we are doing pragna parada so that is a like a foundation for many diseases so here we are seeing uh, uh, these things and coming to the last point which i wanted to uh, make here is the person who is uh, satvika has got ridden of rajasika and tamasika gunas the person who is satvika has subtracted or nullified or gained control over the rajasika and tamasika pravruti that is why the person is satvika that is where dr hebber sir mentioned so in the previous slide that not only getting rid of rajasika and tamasika guna is important in healing the mind it is also development on one side you are bringing rajasthan tamas to the down side of the graph on the other side we are trying to uh, make an ascent of uh, the satvika guna the person who is satvika predominant and lost his rajasika and tamasika guna is not attached very importantly the attachment and detachment attachment to the worldly things worldly pleasures this is mine ahankara everything the person has foregone so the person is in a root of enlightenment in the pathway of detachment and the pathway of uh, dharma and also moksha so this is about the satvika person and finally between the trigunas and tridoshas it is said that uh, rajasika guna is uh, like uh, in, like correlated with the, that of the vata prakruti so vata prakruti and pitta also okay so a rajasika person can be vatika and paitika also as uh, a person who is hyperactive is also a rajasika person hyperactive and a, a rajasika person belonging to the vata category of person a person who is very very angry very ferocious very aggressive again this is also an hyperactivity he is also a rajasika person but with a predominance so here rajasika traits may be found in vata and pitta type of person and what can rajasika person do tamasika person do like how the hyper expression comes gurudev sir has beautifully explained in his uh, uh, 
like note. So when we come to this tamasika pravritti, so it is uh, simulated with the kapha uh, kapha dosha. So like uh, vata is predominant. So with uh, rajasika guna, pitta is also predominant with uh, rajasika guna. Depends on how they behave these people. Uh, the tamasika guna is uh, predominant in the kapha uh, kind of people. Like uh, a hyper anxious person can be considered as a vata type of rajasika person. A highly depressed person can be considered as uh, a kapha type of tamasika person. So this is how we read. So the, the physical doshas and mental doshas are not equal to each, each other, but they carry the traits. Putting it in converse, conversely, like a converse theorem, we can also tell that a kapha prakruti person in due course of time can develop tamasika pravruti. A vata constitution person, if vata is not controlled and out of sorts, the person can develop rajasika pravruti in future. So biphasic phenomenon, both types are also true in this particular uh, instance. So this is how the doshas are uh, uh, correlated. And for sattvic, sattva is a state of samadosha. Again, already we discussed sattva is a state of samadosha. The dosha balance will be there. So that is why there is no influence of vata, pitta, or kapha on the sattva. So it is a sereneness and the calm and pleasant and balanced mind, which is on the zero axis, which is towards dharma, towards moksha, and uh, enlightened uh, mind. We call it as sattva. Over to you, Hebasa. Uh, thank you, sir. And uh, <clears throat> uh, so probably this is like very well covered. So let's uh, leave it that. And uh, in in the question that was asked, is it possible that one person has all three gunas, rajasika? So this has been answered. When three dosha are balanced in inkalika, satika guna are not. I think this has all also been answered. Which those are imbalance contribute to Tamsik and Rajasik? I think it has also been answered. Okay, uh, Raghavan sir, please. Uh, that, that first question, like, can can a person can have all uh, Satvika, Rajasika, and Tamasika? Absolutely, yes. So, because these are the Trigunas, all of us, just like we have Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, all three, Sattva, Rajatama is uh, also present in all of us. So, all three Gunas are present, all three Doshas are present. How we manipulate them? and how we express them and or how they express through us that makes us predominant of those things like i may be predominantly rajasika predominantly vatika predominantly paitika and to be predominantly sattvika all other things which are definition uh, like described in the swasta definition should be in a state of balance so that is where we can call that person as sattvika it is very difficult to go to that particular stage of being a sattva, we need to conquer many other things and have a balance of other things before attaining the sattvika stage. So all of us definitely have sattva, rajas, and tamas. Something is predominant over the other. So as we try to subtract rajas and tamas and try to get the balance of vata, pitta, kapha, dosh, datu, mala, everything in the body, the sattvika nature will be nurtured. This is the other way, the retrograde way of nurturing the sattvika principles. What do you have, sir? And uh, uh, and and like I mean, on a theoretical note, this is not like a uh, you know practically speaking enough. Like while very high sattva is, uh, you know, very high sattva denotes or it increases the it makes the person more conscious and uh, he attains higher level of consciousness. While that happens, having a little rajas 
and tamas is not bad for a family man it may not be for a person who is a monk or who is in a ultra spiritual life uh, for for example uh, again again uh, going back to sri ramakrishna paramahansa ji he was attaining uh, you know samadhi many times in in a day like uh, at uh, at will so while he remained in the samadhi and you know while he he would start explaining some spiritual concept like what it means to see god what what it means to talk to god what it means to be holy holistic and and suddenly he he goes to samadhi and he stays in samadhi for a some period of time then his disciples and you know even sharamata would uh would take the uh, you know take the names of uh, his favorite dishes or they would literally whisper the names of these dishes in his uh, in his ears for many minutes then uh, ramkrishna paramji would latch his mind at will again on to onto the desire of the dishes of these dishes he he would he would again uh, remember these dishes and latch on latch his mind on to these dishes and that's why he was bringing uh, his mind back to to normalcy i mean not normalcy but to you know being conscious or coming back to consciousness from the high level of uh you know samadhi but this is uh, this is like a rare case i mean for normal people uh, like uh, like us we need not latch on or we need not put any effort to increase our rajas and tamas however satvik you want to become some amount of rajas and tamas will be there with us always and uh, Uh, and uh, so just before we conclude that let me quickly uh, guru sir you you always were uh, uh, you know were a proponent of having a little bit of rajas and tamas to keep the life in balance especially for us the common common family men it's very important if you don't have uh, some portion of rajas and tamas then you will become totally satvik and if you are totally satvik and moving towards satvika then automatically you detach from your family and you will become a yogi you will become some saint that is uh, totally a different uh, set of thing and uh, not everyone will can go to such levels so detaching from entire family and this all worldly desires going away from that it is a really satvik one a super satvik a super satvik is always a yogi his intentions in life will be something different for a common man or a family man usually we have our own understanding and we have our own obligations of our family and so many things and definitely satva should be of more followed by some portion of rajas and tamas because rajas will make you to run you have something about the raja tamas thing will sometimes will give you rest and give you some odd feeling of uh, rejuvenation sometimes it is needed you need to keep calm down somewhere you to keep yourself something right detach is not right i need to be in this fashion something like that so there are three things 
in the body and it usually everyone will have a various proportions of uh, these combinations rajas and tamas and as well as sattva always try to inculcate or develop sattvic nature to some higher level compared to these two so in uh, proportion if you take it also totally at least your sattva should be 51 percent and those two combined together rajas and tamas let it be 49 percent and then that will be uh, completely the, the, the sattvika, sattva, sattvika nature will going to influence on those rajasic tamas and try to keep them in bay so that is what we expect usually otherwise then if sometimes suddenly that uh, sattva becomes 49 and these rajas and tamas becomes 51 then you'll have all chances of going and uh, involving yourself in uh, some quarrel and hitting somebody or killing somebody or something like that all those things will come yes sir uh, but I, yeah but for like us like who have uh, like especially me like a monkey minded person better not to nurse do anything to increase or you know maintain a balance of rajas and tamas because it actually happens without our knowledge and sometimes like uh, fiddling with or uh, you know trying to play and try to try to dig a little more of rajas and tamas into our mind can can be like a counterintuitive or it, it can have like a lot of side effects always be trying to improve sattva uh, yeah, actually, I raised my hand to quote uh, Guruja sir. Uh, so <laughs> that was that was the intention. So while you were typing down, so I just wanted to quote Guruja sir. Rightly mentioned at the beginning itself. So a little bit of uh, Rajas and Tamas is welcome. So as common human beings, that is exactly what we are. Uh, we cannot. Uh, so I'm not telling it's not uh, uh, possible. It's it's impossible. Uh, we can try to inculcate uh, Satvika Guna slowly uh, within us. So while keep trying to keep uh, Rajasika Guna, Rajasika and Tamasika as, as you said, the monkey mindedness, they keep on emerging from our deep consciousness. They tempt us. So these are the temptations what we have. Overcoming uh, them again, as uh, Guru Jasa rightly said, it will be super Satvika and we are in a different module. So yeah, so that is what we are. We uh, Our life should be uh, like composed of Madura, Amla, Ravana, Katutiktakashaya, all these rasas in a state of balance, Ati Sarvatra Varjayat. So, trying to avoid anything in excess, again, controlling our uh, human instincts as far as possible. So, let us keep our temptations occasional and also try to balance Rajas and Tamas and try to see if we can develop those Satvika Gunas in us. So, and have a mixture of those things in a very good proportion. Balancing, again, we will be totally superhuman and super uh, uh, spiritual or super sattvika and go in a different module and a different our life principle it will itself will uh, change so that we uh, cannot do and very interesting was uh, we discussed about uh, sri rama and sri krishna right at the beginning and uh, hebar sir concluded it with uh, rama and krishna both by mentioning uh, sri ramakrishna paramahamsa ji and we know how uh, swami vivekananda found amongst all like exploring the gurus he finally reached uh, Sri Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji. What do you have, sir? Guru, sir, please. But one thing is very important to note that always when we are in uh, this world, Sattva is trying to come down by naturally. And Rajas and Tamas is trying to increase naturally. So we need to put a lot of efforts to reduce Rajas and Tamas 
and as well as you need to put in order of effort to increase the sattva going to temples doing meditation doing pranayama knowing dharma running moving in a direction of dharma following the path of dharma it's always a tedious one we need to put a lot of efforts to be in that mode but resident tamas always will be totally something like that we want to see something in social media we are trying to do something automatically the ads will come up and they enter into and they try to distract us so that type of things will be there that resident tamas it always be hitting us as and we need to try to suppress them avoid them but for the sattva we need to always try to hold it on otherwise sattva will go down so that's a natural effort we need to put in order to keep up the sattva and also you know to suppress the rajas and tamas to a downward trend so in order to maintain that and for easy understanding i said 51% 49% something that is which is done definitely it will be good thank you sir especially i mean for us to like self self analyze where we are just in front of social media or you know open facebook or instagram or whatever and just uh, uh try to spend 2 minutes if you are spending 20 minutes in 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 uh, in place of two then you know we can clearly know that you know rajas and tamas are high and uh, there is i think this needs to this little bit more of discussion but we are running out of time so all in all let let me end we will take up some more aspects of rajas and tamas Uh, and its impact on health there is some some points to discuss which will take at least 10 uh, 10 minutes so before that uh, le- let me uh, uh, tell this quote from sopna ji thanks to guru here for sharing pure sharire shayati nivasati iti purushaha rama is that purusha or pure consciousness which resides in each cell of the body rame roma roma iti Rama 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 stand still stop rest rejoice are the root words of Rama it is the chidananda swarupa chidananda swarupa is the peak level of sattva where the person is in continuous person's mind is in continuous state of happiness it it cannot be explained like i have read it that's why i'm telling it's not that i have experience it again like reading and living it are two entire different things next is sita is atma shanti or the peace of the mind ravana with his dashamukas or 10 uh, 10 faces where we are extroverted with our jnana karma indriyas our atma shanti goes with ravana meaning if we are too much indulging with our sense organs too much of uh, facebook watching too much of instagram too much of a uh, uh, lack of control over our speech our body our activities we go the way of ravana which is bad bringing back atma shanti or the peace uh, is the long tapas long and continuous i would say it is not like one one you know you have once achieved you are there forever it is all is probably our goals for all of us so it is a continuous tapas that we all need with utmost determination and a lot and lot of lot of efforts probably this is the this is a uh, this is a perspective of yoga a wonderful uh, pers- pers- perspective of yoga and this this is the 
story of Ramayana. This is the story of Lord Sri Ram. And this is in crux, the story of all human beings. With these beautiful notes, let, let me end this session. We will continue with the, with the remaining things and Raghuram sir, in, sir inputs in, uh, uh, in, in the next class. So always be try, let, let's always be, try to be like Ram and Jai Shri Ram. So, uh, uh, no need to tell my words of thanks to Guru sir and Raghuram sir. See you in the next uh, Guru session. Namaste sir.